Welcome, and thanks for tuning in. You must be pondering some fantasy sports questions. Well, good news, because you just turned into another episode of Keepers, Sleepers, and Creepers with John and Paul. Do it. We're here again, post-trade deadline, and uh, we got another episode, and we're another week closer to playoffs. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, with all the moves for even big-name people in the league, it really right. is a big shakeup. Yeah. So I hope your team came out on front, and I hope you weathered the trade deadline storm. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Giants fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people like that, their trade deadline, but I know we didn't. But uh, mm-hmm. what you will like, for sure, is the help we're, and tips we're about to give you on this episode of Keeper Sleepers and Creepers, where you're listening to a podcast where we talk about players, and we determine whether they're keepers being people that are in a slump and you should believe in or people that are on a high that people are buying into that is legit sleepers being people that um are coming onto a streak and we're saying hey it may be more than a streak buy into them or at least keep a strong eye on them and then creepers these people are so folky and i don't even know if that's a word but <laughs> i'll don't, buy it. <laughs> don't buy into them and you don't really want them and um if you got them do something with them kind of deal Mm-hmm. So that's that's the name of the game, and during baseball season and football season around the corner, we're both excited for that. But uh, we stick to it, and that's our that's our big segment because it makes it easy with baseball. So we jump right in, post deadline, pre playoffs, and uh, we got lots of stuff to talk about and unpackage. So staying true to our name, we'll start with the K of the KSC podcast, and we'll do our keepers. John, who do you keep in? I think the biggest guy um, that I'm the most excited for right now is Keston Hira. I know we talked about him a lot in the league, um, how he should be picked up in most leagues, how he was a great prospect hitter, and he played well when he was in the majors, especially Mm -hmm. from a fantasy standpoint. I Mm -hmm. mean, like we kind of talked about before, his K rate's been a little high, but he's owned in 71% of leagues right now, and in the last 30 days, he's ranked 16 in all of fantasy baseball. You're right. He's been absolutely killing it. 352, 16 runs scored, 5 home runs, 17 RBI, and 6 stolen bases in this time frame. There is no way the Milwaukee Brewers, with the state of their team, are going to take him out of the lineup anymore. Yeah. And that was the major knock I had on him, was are they some for some reason going to stick with Travis Shaw, even though they shouldn't? I think... I definitely believe that Keston Hira is a top 10 second baseman down the stretch into the playoffs, and you wouldn't be bad, feeling bad about having him as a top team in your league playing him at second base. There's more second baseman than what I've seen um, be this good in recent years. A lot of years, he might be the number one second baseman in fantasy, but I think for now, I think he's definitely legit. He's a keeper for me. I'm moving him up from sleeper from all these weeks up into keeper gotta have him on all your lineups going forward yeah and i mean not to beat a broken horse but he's been keeper for me i've been all over him i held on to him all season and then i had to let him go i had to make a move and it's paid out because i'm in first but at the same time it hurts that i held on to him so long and then i don't reap the benefits now when he was yeah. taking up a roster spot for so long but i couldn't wait any longer in a redraft league so yeah, he's looking great. I mean, his his line looks awesome. His advanced profile looks awesome. Um, where he will hurt you eventually is his average will drop. He strikes out yeah. far too much, and he's batting like 440 on balls in play, which will drop. <laughs> For sure. He's a little bit too lucky there. But that aside, his power's legit. He's playing in a good ballpark. He's also got that stolen base potential. He's a great second baseman. I'd be very happy if I had him on my roster right now, mm-hmm. along with the, the younger people. Um, that Toronto's bringing up. So there's a lot of good young talent to be had in fantasy. But, yeah, I agree with you. He's an absolute keeper. 
Yeah. Another one that I have that it's a situation change, and I, I didn't really expect to be talking about him, but the trade deadline works that way sometimes, and that's Fran Mil Reyes. I have him as a keeper. Absolutely, I do. The major problem to me was that he's in Tampa Bay. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, San, San, San Diego. Diego. I was going to say San Francisco, too. He is was uh, in well, San Diego. Yeah. Um, but now he has left to greener pastures in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and I think opportunity was one of the biggest things in his way. Yeah, they had a big part. log jam that they needed to fix, which will benefit Will Myers, too. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. It already has, but I don't believe in Will Myers as a legitimate bat as much as I do for Emil Reyes. I completely agree. If you're looking at advanced um, profiles, his looks about as juicy as you could find. He's right. 95th percentile in both. Well, still, still your base, but he's a home run hitter for sure. Yes. And he already has 27 on the year from in a big non-home run hitting park in general. Actually, you know, it's not a good hitting park, run scored park, but like when they dropped the walls back, it did become actually a positive home run factor park. So, hmm. so believe it or not, that... It, San Diego does it doesn't treat home runs completely unfairly. It's a big park though. Yeah, you know, so that'll help out his batting. Well, not necessarily. But the thing I I don't like about I love him this year. He's a keeper. You want him. He's going to give you home runs for sure. And he's only on at fifty five percent still, which yeah. is kind of odd. Right. That's why I didn't put him as a sleeper because he should be a keeper. Like he's going to be mm-hmm. legit power. Yeah. And uh, you know I couldn't make a move on him because he was already owned, but. He ended up in a great spot. What kind of stinks this year, though, is that he's going to be batting down the bottom of the line, but they have him under control, and they brought him in because of that. And his defense was kind of subpar in San Diego. Now he can be a DH. Yeah, And uh, you know what I really like him is next year when that advanced mm. profile, and he's going to be batting because Carlos Santana and, yeah. and Yaziel Puig probably won't resign there. So there's their third and fourth hitters. Fifth is Jose Ramirez, and now you got him batting sixth. So next year it's looking like, Jose Ramirez will probably slot back into third and move up Fran Mill Reyes, and that's the kind of their future vision. And I doubt they bring in any bats bigger than that to surplant them as long as they finish strong. Probably not. Right. I mean, he's young and has played great so far in, mm-hmm. in an aspect of being a four-hitter in your lineup, five-hitter in your lineup. Yeah. And his average should actually be a little bit better than 255 if you look at his profile. Yeah, that was just what I was going to mention next. His expected batting average is at 273 compared to his 255 batting average on the year. Mm-hmm. So that indicates that he could play, even though he has played a little better than what his batting average has suggested as yeah. well, which definitely helps as well. So I'm thinking he's a keeper even going forward, even at hitting a little lower in the Indians lineup. Yeah, he's a keeper okay. this year, but next year I think he's going to be a sleeper in the pre preseason. I completely agree because they're probably not going to move him up enough because to me, he's even played well this year. Like, if you've yeah. played him every every day since Absolutely. the beginning of the season, you're probably really happy with the production. Right. I mean, he got real hot there for a second. Yeah. But yeah, and he got a lot of his stats then. But Yeah, I like him a lot. I dig it. For sure. Let's stay with the outfielders. And this is just because, I don't know if you'll agree with me where you have him slotted. But Justin Upton, I have him as keeper. Oh. Just because, you know... Before the season started, I said don't, and then he got hurt, and I was like, that's not the way I want to be right, but I said don't do that, don't draft him, Right. and then everybody drops him, so therefore, now he's nothing, pretty much, and the people that kept him are, you know, not serious leagues and stuff like that, but, right. so now he's a free agent, and then you pick him up as he comes back, and now he's back, and it's, well, is he a creeper? Well, no, not really, because he's a free agent acquisition, so now it's, can you get good enough value for him but his advanced profile slowly trending up every time you look at it like his stat line doesn't look great but oh look his hard hit percentage just came up a little bit higher 
oh, his exit velocity came up a whole mile per hour. That's very nice. So he's starting to get it, and he's batting fourth behind Shohei Otani mm-hmm. and Mike Trout. So you want to have that cleanup hitter. Absolutely. So uh, he would be a creeper, but you can't trade him for anything, and you can't drop him because he will give you good value. He could easily be a dude that runs away in the playoffs and gets you three homers with six RBI, seven RBI, and it's like, oh, man, I got that dude out of the free agency. And we all should have seen it coming because it's Justin Upton batting cleanup in Los Angeles. Everything you said... I would agree with individually, but at some point, I'm just sitting here like, I have to call Justin Upton a creeper. I don't think he's worth keeping in 73% of leagues, personally. I, I Everything on paper lines up for him. We talked about it a few weeks ago, and I just don't know how much longer I can wait. He might do that. I, I mean, he might be the one that beats me. I might be the one that puts him out there in free agency, cuts him, gets ready to say, I'm done. But... And then the guy that picks him up hits three home runs against me in the playoffs. But for me, I don't think he's great if you're making a run to the playoffs. If you have a free bench spot, yeah, okay, give him a shot. Because there's a real chance he could play like we expected him to do so. Mm-hmm. And be a top 100 player in the playoffs. Oh, for sure. If you're, for production. If you're like 7th and 8th in your league, you probably don't want to be looking to him. Because you're not thinking playoffs right now. You're thinking, i got to get into the playoffs. But I'm sitting on top and I'm like, I'll just have him. Because he's going to get... He will have a good stretch. He will Absolutely. hit home runs. And if he hits home runs in that lineup, he will yeah. get RBI. So I'm just waiting for him. I mean, you got to give him and even Scooter Jeanette some benefit of the doubt of being out so long. Um, Jeanette is cut worthy. He shouldn't be able to do anything, especially now to go to San Francisco. But yeah. just saying, like when you miss that much baseball, and even though Upton had a much longer rehab stint than Jeanette did, it still wasn't that long. Rehab stints are... All right the true remedy no, it gets you a little it's bit not more like, oh wow now shape. i'm ready yeah. so he'll come along and he's gonna he's gonna have himself a good stretch where i mean he's a veteran it'd be one thing if it was a real young guy but yeah that's my that's mm. my keepers fran mill justin and kesson you got any more over there i have a different keeper since i put justin in the creeper category i mean i can't say you're wrong for stashing him but for now pfft, yeah to me i think i would be willing to cut him myself but my keeper is marcelo zuna um, he's owned in almost all the leagues, but he's coming back off the IL soon. I just want to say, don't forget about him. Like, he was so good for the majority of this year. It's nuts to me. He's still ranked at 113 after as much time as he's yeah. missed on the season. He's a guy that can give you a couple stolen bases, a surprising number, actually, this year up to this point. But he was probably going to be a guy on a 15 stolen base pace easy um, based on the production that he's had so far. And he, he was going to be probably a 30 home run hitter easy with his pace that he was at. Mm -hmm. So to me, I think he might be a little slow coming off the IL, but he's a guy that I'm feeling really good about in the playoffs, having on my roster back ready to go. I think he's going to be one of the top outfielders in the playoffs from the draft standpoint. Like, yeah, you're not going to, he's probably not going to produce the people like Yelich, Trout, the, the upper tiers judge up in the playoffs. But if the tier below that, that's where I have Ozuna going into the playoffs. See, we must have flipped our outfielders there because I got him as a creeper. Wow. Okay, and okay. and if you were to tell, you know, Paul, you have this guy's a creeper and Upton as a keeper in the baseball season, on the offseason, I'd tell you you're crazy because on the offseason, I definitely called Upton like creeper. Don't draft him. Mm-hmm. Stay away from that. And then I called him a creeper earlier in the season because I was telling you it's time to cut him as soon as the injury news happened. Like, I wouldn't even hold on to him. And Ozuna, I talked up more than anybody. Yep. But just because somebody's coming off the DL doesn't mean, hey, this is going to be all... 
all good. He's been on the DL a long time, which we just uh, talked about Upton. It's a slow comeback. Mm-hmm. And what bothers me is with his injury, it's his third and fourth finger. I know it's small fractures, but fractures enough that he had to stop all baseball activities. And that is where you get your power in your swing, is, is those fingers there that help grip that bat on your right hand. And he may hit for average, but I don't think his advanced profile, which was just glistening before the injury, stays that hot. So I see him coming back like Freddie Freeman when he had that wrist injury a couple years ago, where he's still a talented hitter, but he can't get the power behind the ball, and now he lose the home runs. So, it's enough for me to be leery that if I could package him in a good deal, where I'm not looking to really gain anybody, um, like a fair equivalent trade, I'd probably do it because the the power, I could just see him losing power. And um, everybody sees that stat line from early on the season. And you can probably bring in a very nice piece for that. So Yeah, I mean, I'd be a buyer. <laughs> I'm a yeah. true believer in Ozuna. I think he has. I think he has substantial value still, and I think I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I'm not a little less worried about a couple of finger fractures in general. Because he's still going to be able to play. I think he'll work his way back soon. It'll be slow right off the bat. I think the first week his numbers won't look very good, especially from a power standpoint, like you're saying. But I think it won't take him that long to get back. I hope so. I like him. I wouldn't buy into it, but we'll see. I think he could be good. Any more keepers? Nope. That's all I got. So we're, right. we're almost the exact same opinions in general with the flip on Ozuna. <laughs> right. Kind of funny. And it sounds like we'll probably have a lot of sleepers off of our player list together as well. Yeah. There's a lot of sleepers on here I liked. What you got? Um, one of them I find, I'm surprised that I'm saying again. It's been a few weeks and I was like, well, maybe if you, you know, the patience has to pay off eventually. And mm-hmm. that's Odor. Yeah. I'm going to attempt his first name. We're going to say... Rounded, I think. Rounded? Okay. Rounded I, I think it could be wrong. Owned in 50% of leagues. He was a high projected draft pick earlier on in the season, and he's coming through a hot stretch for the first time in maybe the whole year. And I think we called it, right? Wasn't he on our sleeper list maybe three weeks ago? Two weeks? Four weeks? Something like that. I mean, pretty close to the time. Because we're saying, like, he is chump change, and he's got all the potential in the world. Yes. And in the last 30 days, he's the 40th overall player, which mm-hmm. puts him in, clearly should be owned in most mm-hmm. leagues. Another second baseman. 264 batting average with 15 runs scored, 8 home runs, 25 RBI in 30 days. Right. Wowza. That mm-hmm. is getting it done, but no stolen bases. Right. So that's kind of weird because on the year he has 7 stolen bases. So yeah, and he's fast, dude. It, it, it's interesting. But So on the year, he's only up to 208. But 18 home runs, 62 RBI, and 7 stolen bases is really appealing. And with him hitting for a better average right now, closer to 250 is kind of what I would expect from him than I do 200 on a season. He's never a batting average guy. Right. And he will probably be apt to hurt you there. So if you're a team that is really set on winning the batting average category, he may not be an appropriate acquisition for your team. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he can put up all this counting stats, his RBI and stolen base plus home runs, I just can't say that I'm not interested in yeah. him at this point. I actually think for the rest of their careers, he's actually just the worst version of Kessin Hira. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> is sad agree. because he's been around longer. But anyways, I agree. But I would at the same time, I would cut him if he has a week where he's batting 81 yes. and really little count, counting stats because it's not worth it. The only reason I would roster him full time is if it's 30 more days of just tearing it up then mm-hmm. yeah you keep him when he's hot right he's so valuable because he gives you everything but, but he is cold. truly an average killer maybe should be batting a little bit better than this but 
when you're striking out 31% of the time, you're just, you can't hit for average. It's I don't care way. luck, this or that. You're striking out a third of the time. Shows you're not your second consistent baseman. contact, yeah. let alone consistently driving the ball right. to areas of the field to get hits. Joey Gallo should be striking out that much, not you. Like that's <laughs> <what> you agree. <laughs> you're not Joey Gallo on that team. So when you're hitting 50 home runs a year, you can kind of argue it's right. worth it. But right. It, when you're not, and you're a stolen base guy, yeah, you have all those that all that speed. You have to get on. Learn contact. Become I, a it, contact hitter. There needs to be more of them in the. In if the Jeff league, McNeil had his talent set, he'd be tearing the league up. Yeah, let's, let's just say get rid of all of the home runs even. Right. Let, let's just say all of them are gone, but you give him his speed. He's a oh, generational yeah. talent. Yeah. He's one of those guys we'll be talking about as one of the best base dealers Absolutely. in the league. Yeah. Just because he's on all the time. Right. So, that's a door. As I say, run the hot streaks and cut him when he's cold. Yeah. I would completely agree with that. Short leash, if he kills you for a week, I'd... Psh, yeah. Yep, gone. Gonzo. Cool. What else are we sleeping on this week? A guy named Dustin May. He's been acquired in a lot of leagues in a very short amount of time because of all the hype behind him. Mm-hmm. He's a prospect pitcher from the Dodgers, um, owning 44% of Yahoo leagues a right top, now. Top prospect. Yes, top. Yeah. Indeed. Literally the top pitching prospect. Yep, he is at, I think, 35, according to MLB.com, mm-hmm. what I looked at last for uh, prospects. you got to love that. On the minor league season, he's been good. He's had a 3.38 ERA. I... That's between double A AA and triple A, just to be clear on that. But I think as a streamer, I definitely want him on my roster to see what he's all about yeah, going see what into he's this about. area. Because they were saying he's going to be in the rotation for a few weeks with the injury to Ross Strip- Stripling, I think, is the injury. And they said he could stick. Which I, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. If he's this talented and he comes up and pr- proves it well in this little attempt. Yeah. And now that Ryu's on the DL, too. Well, that's another thing, too. Yeah. So. So I definitely think he's very intriguing. Definitely give him a look. I think he's definitely worth an acquisition. Gotta love it. Yeah. I don't do starting pitchers, but I couldn't disagree with you at all. I think he's a definite ad if you do starting pitchers. Yeah. For sure. Well, let me get to a middle infielder that I truly, truly love. And I wanted to see get dealt at the midline at the deadline so I could have more playing time from him. Which and I guess in a real a theoretical world it kinda should have happened because Yankees needed to make a trade and they didn't mm. and now I don't think they I don't even know if they get to the World Series. They very well could potentially play the Reds the Astros in the first round and they'd be done because the Twins could have a better record than them. Isn't that crazy? Astros, yeah, I mean you love it if you're an Astros fan. You love it if you're a Diamondbacks fan. That was a great trade for both. Astros, we're ready to win this year, next year, we're going to win the World Series. Okay. Great trade. You got Grinky, and he's going to thrive in Houston, I think. And then Diamondbacks, you just picked up three, four, five, and number 22 prospects from another team to combo with what you already had. With with actual talent yeah. on that Diamondbacks team. Yeah. I mean, Corbin Martin could be a Grinky in a little bit. Yeah. Um, not to say the other starters that they got uh, couldn't, but, I mean, great trade for both those teams. Gio Ursula probably should have been a part of a deal. The only thing that's going to hurt him for the rest of the season is playing time. And they're going to have a hard time putting his bit on the, bat on the bench because he is a, such a good hitter. Man, he has he, been. He's incredible. Every time he gets playing time, he hits well. And his advanced profile backs it up harder than most of these dudes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Gio Ursula and you compare him to Kesson Hira, and what's missing is Gio Ursula doesn't strike out near as much. Um, so he's in a great ballpark, too. 
I think he keeps raking as long as he's in. Um, I think he could be one of the best shortstops when he's playing, and he's playing more often than not right now. Yeah. So he's at 29%. Dude needs to be rostered. Um, don't make that mistake if you're kind of shallow at shortstop. Go ahead and pick him up, and he's worth playing every single day he's on the lineup. Yep. Couldn't agree more. But I mean, man, if he would have got traded in a part of a Bumgarner deal and been an everyday player in San Francisco. They would have had an actual core building right. on their team with the right. Giants. And I would have had a fantasy player that would have been playing every day and <laughs> higher in the lineup, and I would have been loving it. Which helps as well. And the Yankees could have had Bumgarner, and now we actually have a real talk in the postseason, but they can't get there with the starting rotation they have in comparison to the Astros now. It's their biggest problem. Yeah. The Yankees have hitters for days. Right. And a hitter's ballpark, and they just thrive. They're savages in that box. But. But. The pitchers. Yeah. And their little, uh, yeah. on their little mound, they're not really. And you would got a postseason hero in Bumgarner. Oh, man. You'd be, we'd be hearing about him every day yeah. in the media, just from Bumgarner's personality, his outspokenness, his talent. I don't know why they stand at Pat. Next year, you're going to have Anjar. You're going to have Ursula. I think Didi is still under contract. Yeah. LeMayhew. You have so many middle infielders. What are you going to do with good. all that? Torres still? Like, That's nuts. you've got three spots for all those guys. I understand that they're all very, very good and you want to return on them, but you can't play all those guys. Aren't you playing to win the World Series? Like <laughs> I thought so. You get Bumgarner and you're still in this. They get Grinky, you don't get anybody, you're done. It's going to be very... It'll take a masterful performance from one of their people just to hang in there. Absolutely. But, like, the odds... I'm going, like, 70%. Yeah. Houston winning every game. Yeah. Regardless of who's starting, just because of the way everything's shaping up. Yeah. And I don't know. I that's don't a, that's a bummer. But Gio Urshela, since he's staying in New York, whatever, when he's playing, you play him. I couldn't agree more. I mean, we're looking at a guy with nine hits in his last, like, four games. He's a hot batter... 311 batting average on the year. Some power, 11 home runs, 49 RBI. I mean, his profile supports power. Yeah. So it's crazy. Good for him. He just seems like he's not that big a fluke. He's been doing it long enough to where I'm believing, and he's not owned in nearly enough leagues. Absolutely not. It's crowded there, and so it will hurt his playing time, which is the only thing that really hurts his value. Right. Not his talent. So I think he definitely should be owned as well. Yep. And there's a million shortstops that are good this year, which is weird to say as well. But I think they're fluky from the first half, and they may not finish strong, and I think Ursula is going to be... I think he'll be there. You could make a legitimate argument that he's going to be better than Tim Anderson for the rest of the season. I, I, I don't even think it's an argument. I think he is. But that's why I traded Tim Anderson early. Yeah. And then I looked right because he got hurt, and he definitely was a lot worse than Kettle Marte, but... But I got that right. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be right. I think yeah. Gio's better than Anderson, too, as a hitter. So, yeah. Big talk for a man there. Yeah, that's big. I mean, I like me some Tim Anderson, but also Gio has been probably a more... His stat profile looks more complete and repeatable. Absolutely. So, I could see why that's a legitimate argument. Cool. Well, let's stay with rookies, and if you liked Fran Mel Reyes and you missed out on him, here's another guy with playing time questions, but he could be a legit prospect over Milwaukee, and that's Trent Grisham. Uh, in the minors, 71 runs scored, 26 homers, 71 RBIs, 12 stolen base, and batted 300. Um, called up for the, the Brewers, and if he gets playing time, I think he could be a legit prospect that's being overlooked by other people. Mainly because he's a power hitter with some speed evidenced by that nice uh, 12 stolen base total. 
but he's also left-handed, which Milwaukee has huge home run factors for left-handed hitters. So, although Kesson here is right-handed, you got Trent Grisham coming up here batting left-handed, and I think he benefits so well, even more, though, than uh, Thames does um, from the left-handed side of the plate. And if he gets playing time, I, I think you need to give him a flyer and keep a heavy eye on him. So, I want to give him a shout-out. I think that's a good call. Yeah. What other sleepers you got? Well, I was really interested in one guy um, for Baltimore. Uh, it's a guy I didn't even know much about coming into the season, but Anthony, oh gosh, Santander, 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 I think. And so he's a guy that's just been hitting real hot for a while now for Baltimore. Okay. So he's sitting here at a two ninety four batting average on the year, eight home runs, 31 RBI, and a stolen base. I mean, recently he's just been one of the hotter hitters around. Mm-hmm. I mean... Outfield's pretty packed, and I'm not really saying I believe in this guy to the level of cut a meaningful player. But if I'm looking at a Justin Upton right now, I don't think it's a terrible idea if you're trying to make up the playoffs to pick up this guy who's hot over Justin Upton. I would not, but but they, I've heard of crazier things. I just think he's really turning himself into an interesting hitter. He's 24 years old. I, I think he has really proven to me with the fact that he's been able to hit for a high average and Mm -hmm. hit a few home runs. It looks interesting. And the problem with me is the Baltimore lineup really hurts his ability to get a lot of RBI totals and runs scored. But the Baltimore park helps his home run totals. So yep. There's trade off. So I I think he's a guy that's worth uh, an acquisition. I don't have a really long leash on him, but I think he's an interesting prospect to take a look at. Cool. And one more prospect is Bo Bichette, who you can't overlook in Toronto coming up. Uh, Dante Bichette's uh, son out there in their son party that they have prospect-wise. 44% owned, and he has looked very good coming up to the major leagues. Really brought everything that he was doing in the minors to the major leagues and then some. I think he's hitting a little bit the ball a little bit too hard right now in the pros. I don't think that sticks, but he's a fantastic hitter that never strikes out with great plate discipline. Batting the top of the lineup, you got to love being in Toronto. It's a good park, especially now that it's heated up in the summer. Um, in the minors, he had 38 runs scored, 8 homers, 33 RBIs, 16 stolen bases, batted 288. I think he is going to be a very good option for you to have at the top of that lineup. And um, he's like, you know, I can't think of a good person to compare him to. But anyways, nice shortstop to have. Along with Uriel down in Toronto, up in Toronto, I should say. And um, look at that. We survived some uh, technical difficulties. We thought we lost some recording, but the, we didn't. Yeah, we did okay. And we, how about that? Only like... You got all of our sleepers. Yeah. Everything and, I had to say was all good. You just might have lost your little sign-off, <laughs> but that's yeah. about it. And uh, sadly, the only thing that wasn't cut out, and I'm not going to trim it out because we never trim. We like to do one rec- one run and be satisfied with it. Let it be raw and true. Yes. Um, so we're going to leave that little bit where I'm just completely flabbergasted as I try <laughs> to find a, <laughs> a map for Bichette because <laughs> I couldn't do it. It happens to the best of us. So, anyways, so here we are now going into our uh, later or our latter segments, what have yes. you. Um, and we talk about the scary people. Yes. Which you've already talked about, Upton. I and did. I've already talked about Azuna being creepers for us, so who's another creeper? Uh, one guy I got is Zach Wheeler. Um, he's a guy that just seems really overrated to me. And should have been traded at the deadline. I, I don't know how he did I don't understand what some of these teams are doing. 
The Mets have been talking about wanting to trade almost every single pitcher in their rotation not named DeGrom. Right. And then they end up just sitting right where they're at? Well, and, and Syndergaard, I think they got a year or more control left on him. Don't know. Don't know all the contracts. Know for a fact, though, that Wheeler's a free agent after this season. Yes. And you brought in Stroman, whose contract has a little bit of control left on it, too. What are you even doing? What was that even? What was that trade even? I know, especially value-wise, they won the trade. Like, if they were looking to buy and get a starting and they mm-hmm. needed one at the deadline, they got the better in that deal. Stroman, for sure. as a rental, was much better than what they gave up prospect-wise. But why, though? You need... Why? Isn't that, like, your strength? <laughs> Is pitching, and then that's what you go after? And I don't know. And then you trade Jason Vargas? I don't even understand. <laughs> It's so odd. Swapping pitchers. Unless they just heard how good a bargain he was, and they're like, let's go for it. Yeah. I mean, I guess they did win the trade, ideally. We don't know. We'll come back seven years from now. But why? I I have no idea. I mean, it's a Mets move to make. It's a New York move to make. (laughs) These same fans get to watch the Knicks in a couple months, I guess. So. Yeah. Ugh. But it's tough. I mean, I was stupid. <laughs> Maybe not ideal. <laughs> oh, stupid. Yeah, especially, so, yeah. With, especially with Zach Wheeler's injury history. Like, I just right. look at him and I just Why? see inconsistency throughout his career. And he had a great year last year. What was their like, asking he, price on him? Dumb? It. I don't think I could come up with a reason why I'd ever give up anything of true value for Wheeler. Yeah. Because he seems like the least reliable person that you could ever trade for. But at the same time, why are you not giving him up for anything? Yes. You could put yourself in a better position in the future, and even this season maybe, by having a different person there. I mean, Wheeler's not terrible, let me be clear. He has a 4.71 ERA on the year, 1.27 whip, which is just slightly above average, and his Ks are great, but... And I hope the best for him, but... Most likely, he's a pitch away from putting his arm in a sling. Yeah, done for the season. Yeah, and I don't know. I, to me, he hasn't he hasn't pitched very well in the season. In general, he's inconsistent, injury prone. And but he's his not name could have got you something. He could have got you a ten to twenty pros, a ten to twenty ranked prospect from a team, not in baseball. Yeah, and easily good job because what are you going to get for him now? When he walks, yeah. And is he a key component of you going for it this season? You, you Please no tell chance. me you're not still going for it. Please do not. Like I, under, I understand if everything fell together. Mm-hmm. Their rotation might be good enough mm-hmm. to keep them competitive in the playoffs. But what you're asking for is basically like, I don't know, drawing a full like royal flush stupid. sort of hand. That's absolutely stupid. Poker and hand. even if you make it, who are you going to beat? Like, <laughs> I don't know. What are you going to play in there? It's not like the Royals are going to be playing in the playoffs. That's what I see. I don't see yeah. the Mets be, finding a way to be competitive unless Alonso plays like Bellinger to start the year and every pitcher on their roster plays like the best version of themselves from now right. on. From now until the World Series. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And it's just not going to happen. So I don't understand what they're doing. It's weird. Okay. But I also don't understand Zach Wheeler. And if you can trade him... At this point in the season, I know it's getting kind of close to the the moment where it would be hard to dump, but if you can get hit rid of him, his K-rate is intriguing to other people, and I think he, there's a ton of safer bets going forward in the yeah. season. So I would try to dump him for somebody else of value. I, it'd be hard to ever say cut him because his K-rate's valuable and his ERA won't be too terrible to True. show you. But 
I just think there's way better options all the way around. You know me, I would have put that dog on the the wire a long time ago. Yeah. But then for sure. But then something happened wrong if I had him on my team. <laughs> Everything fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone drafted closers. On a, you know, we share a lot of names off of a list and then we add some of our own and I think this is a guy we're both going to share in the same spot and it's Chris Davis. Yeah. And that's true. called it. I called it sure the did. gut feeling, the gut feeling on Stanton injuries on the season beforehand. I was like, meh, I don't think he's going to do it this year. I think this is the decline of Chris Davis. Mr. Consistency from a power hitting, low batting average standpoint for the last three years. Yep. He's just not going to make it. Nope. And I'm ready to throw in the towel. I, I Up until this point, I felt pretty good. It's just, and he hits home runs in bunches, so it's hard for me to be like, my goodness. Yeah, he could he could still hit 30 home runs. Yes. I actually believe that. He hit like 11 in the first week of the season. He's, he's going to be under what I even predicted. Yeah. I, honestly, the, the smart money is on yes. So, he might not even get to 23 this season based it, on the pace that he's hitting on the whole year. And the saddest thing is this 247 streak is going to be broken. Yeah. The, of oh, all those that averages. It would be amazing if he was a legend and for like six straight years <laughs> until retirement or seven, he I, just every year was 247. I'm more sad about that than the home runs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that will be said. And I don't have him on any of my teams. Unfo- I mean, unfortunately for me, during draft time, but it turned out to be fortunate just by yeah. dumb luck. But he's just, it's been an injury-plagued year. He hasn't played very good. He hasn't been consistent. His home run numbers are down. All of his major statistics are pretty much down yeah. all the way across the board. His expected slugging is 120 points below what it's been each of the last three years. That's just so rough. Yeah. And I know he's hit so many home runs, so he's a guy that I think you just kind of got to weather at this point because you're not going to get much for him in a trade, especially in some of these leagues where he might not even have outfield eligibility. He might right. be one of those DH utility guys. I don't. It's just a rough place to be in. If it you can trade him, great, but I don't think you're going to get much. Ten runs scored, one homer, ten RBIs, batting 186 over the last 30 days. Oof. And you know what? I'll say it right now. If you draft Chris Davis over Fran Mill Reyes next season... I want to slap you in the hand because that's a horrible decision. I, co- I do fully agree with that. Yes. I think it it's bad. So, saying that now, because preseason rankings will not honor what I just said. Yeah, they will not. And next year, Chris Davis will be this year's Lorenzo Cain. I could see it. I mean, I looked at like what Chris Davis was ranked right now as the up-to-date, um, updated ranks for the rest of the season out. And... Chris Davis is still like 60, yeah. 70 in some of these rankings. And I'm like, what are you, what are you looking what at? What are you watching? Right. Because to me, he's like a 150 to 170 guy. Like For sure. I know he can get hot, but what hitter can't? Yeah. There's so many random free agent outfielders that can get hot the same way and have been hot more often this season. Right. Yeah, he has just been so disappointing. And, and I mean, here's the, here's the argument. And you're saying, well, Paul, you'd say Justin Upton's a keeper. Well, Justin Upton's got Shohei Otani. And he's got Trout in front of him. Chris mm-hmm. Davis plays in Oakland. Like, what? No. It's, and, a, it's a whole different argument. And arguably Upton, their best hitter just went on the I.L. with right. Ramon Luriano. So, yeah, hottest hitter, maybe not best. I still give Chapman their best hitter oh, award. Fa- good point. Um, good point. But, yeah, he was super hot. I'll give you that much. Um, and now uh, Chris Davis is in a worse ballpark, and he's got way worse hitters in front of him. So that's why I still say... Keep Upton. Davis, on the other hand, you can still trade his name away because people still value him 60 to 70. 
yeah. Upton you can't trade away like you can trade Chris Davis. Unfortunately, so. yeah. And if I had to pick one for the rest of the season, I would actually pick Justin Upton. So, man, I view them about the same. <laughs> no meaningful difference. They're no, they're like the same hitter in my head. One's in a better ballpark with way better talent ahead of them. Yeah. And one you can trade away. So, it sounds like a win-win situation if you have them both. Yeah, I mean, if that would be a way to do it, is if you need if you need an outfield help, or like a utility hitter like that, you trade him away, get a pitcher instead, and then pick up Justin Upton, who might be cut from people like me. Sure. In these leagues, or trade somebody else that's not nearly as good, and go after him because he, he might get. I think you're going to get equivalent production out of both of them. Yeah. They're, both have the same chance of having a nice hot home run streak mm-hmm. in the playoffs to help you out. What, what's a what's the name you got going on? Uh, I mean, that's really it for my creepers this week. Upton, Wheeler, and Davis for the major ones that I've identified. Do you have an extra one? Um, I have one more, and I'm feeling real ballsy putting this on here, and I guess it's just the hot streak of being, you know, us being more correct than not for the whole season. If you look at our resume, which is, I mean, if you've been listening to us for baseball stuff, you, you've got to admit, like, wow, that was a lot of stuff that was right, that they told me was going to be right. And here's the the ballsy one that I want to put out there, and that's Josh Bell, who we said at the All-Star break, I think, don't expect that same from him, you know, all the way. Like, he can't reproduce that, but he'd still be really good, I think we said. Yeah. And uh, he's showing it to us right now. Um, he's showing it to it. I don't think we necessarily said he was a creeper. I think we may have him as a keeper and just expect less. But you look over the last 30 days, and it's nine runs scored, two homers, 10 RBIs, and batting 190. There is a certain level of how much better he can be from last season. Yeah. And there's a certain fall-off period where you bring come back down to earth. And he's come a huge long way. We've talked about his K-rate in past episodes. We've talked about how beautiful his advanced profile looks, and it does. But what it still lacks is his launch angle, although increased and improved, is still not glistening. So as hard as he's smacking that ball, he's still losing some home runs because he's not hitting the fly balls that he needs to hit. Um... You know, he is a great line drive hitter, but I think it's like 11, like 11 or 13 degrees on average for launch angle for Josh Bell. Uh, I would trade him away while he's just been on fire, and yeah. you could get somebody. You could get somebody that's kind of being meh at the top right now. Yeah. Because um, people, I swear, will will view Josh Bell as a oh, top yeah. three player because and, of the start of how he was. In and the, the Pirates are playing for nothing. So why is he going to drive up an RBI home run total at the end of the season? He doesn't care. I don't think well, he has maybe any lineup support. Like, so they're not going to help him get over the hump right. with, with who they have in their lineup. Yeah. So that was my last name. It's ballsy. And I'm saying... Expect more of the same and not more of the first half. I completely agree. Yes. I mean, Josh Bell is a clearly valuable player. By no means cut him. But also, if you can trade him, I think you're going to get more value if you're yeah. getting someone close to his range. Absolutely. Like, if you're getting anyone above top 50 value at this point that we trust and that we talked about a lot, yeah, you're probably yeah. going to Yeah, like who's on, on our trade. list tonight? Um, nope. I wouldn't trade any. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do a creeper for keeper in this one, per se, because we're going more fringe keepers but um, yeah we are we're talking about people that are being undervalued that are moving into the the keeper right. category but man there's so many like there's a lot i wouldn't be surprised if eddie rosario outplayed josh bell down this wouldn't stretch. be surprised i also wouldn't make that trade though i'd even hold i'd hold on josh bell over that and that's probably a safe 
thing as well. But I, I just that's gen, pretty close to the overall value that I'm thinking that you're probably. A Juan get. Soto. Ooh, I would do that if I needed yeah. if if the position didn't hurt me too much. That would be really interesting because I think you would win that trade down yeah. the stretch with the production. A Rendon. Oh, do Rendon. Rendon. That's an interesting uh, one as well. The two Nationals didn't mean for that to happen, but there's two of them. But someone would probably do Rendon for Bell. I think so. I don't think that would be too big a stretch. But the, I think there's Jose a handful Ramirez. of guys. Ah. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good one because yeah. Jose Ramirez is fully back, folks. Yep. Like he is hitting like we were, would have hoped earlier on in the season. At this point, yeah. he's getting his average up. His he's still hitting for more home runs than he has in a lot of the first half. I, we, I said it was coming. Yeah. It's here. It's here. I have him and Trout on the same team. Ooh, doggy. <laughs> oh, that trade looks so good now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. And then they just reinforced the Cleveland lineup with all these trades too. Which yeah, now now Ramirez has Fran Milbatten behind him, and yeah, Puig buddy. in front. Mm-hmm. Count me in. Sounds good. Some more creeper talk. You got any? Nah, not really. Let's go to the double plays for those people who like starting pitchers more than me. Um, where I get in on the fun of talking about starting pitchers. Yeah. And we share a little bit of fun talking about starting pitchers. The only time we ever share talk about starting pitchers and. Who was your number one double play for next week? Number one, Jeff Samarja. Yeah, we. This is the first time we ever agreed on the top dog, top dog. I think so. I mean, I had him in my sleeper category. I just thought it might be more efficient to move him over here. Sure. I mean, in the last thirty days, he's ranked twenty third in all of baseball. Yeah. It was kind of like, what are you doing up here? When I was looking at the lists, I've been sorting through a lot of. You stuff. You know what he's doing up there? Ruining the Giants. <laughs> Probably because convincing people, them that they're buyers and people, not sellers. Yeah. Or, or con- convincing me that they're just dumb because that was the worst deadline. Some people grade that as a positive. Like, good job, you didn't completely buy in, but you also didn't sell your big pieces, so you can still make a run at it. No, what what you just said is stupid because yes. you either buy or you sell. It's the only way that you're going to make an impact on this season. Yeah, you brought in Scooter Jeanette. <laughs> okay. And will Scooter Jeanette play better than he has this season? Maybe. I think, Who cares? Yes. Is he any different than Brandon Crawford on that same team in San Francisco? No. No. You just got Brandon that, Crawford. That's where you're at. You added, That was the piece you added. And at the same time, you got rid of who honestly could have been your best reliever. Will Smith, you have to say, was the best. But at the same time, Sam Dyson in that usage, mm-hmm. he was awesome. He was excellent. Yeah. Why in the world would you... If you wanted to weird, leave this dumb little limbo, maybe we still make a run for it. You still trade Will Smith because you could have got, yeah, you could have got some good stuff back in yes. return. Absolutely, you could have. Sam Dyson could have been closer. Yeah, and Sam Dyson could have been a a good closer for the rest of the season if you Bingo. still and you got a year left on him. Yes, but instead you keep Will Smith, who's now going to get some weird. Probably have to wait until I, I'd say the same Kimbrel kind of reaction on the off season. He won't sign, I wouldn't say, until it doesn't cost him a draft pick next year. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. So he's pretty much going to walk from the Giants. Probably. I, I don't see a team sacrificing draft picks to pick up Will Smith. Maybe because he's left-handed and he's a little bit younger, but you, why would you trade Sam Dyson with another year left? I'm not saying trading Sam Dyson was the wrong call. I'm saying if Sam Dyson goes, Will Smith goes, and Madison Bumgarner goes, why in the world... Did you keep Madison Bumgarner when Grinky <laughs> netted a third, fourth, fifth, and twenty-second? Not saying Grinky was having a better year than Bumgarner, not by much. But Bumgarner was hot right now, yeah. too. 
And what are you doing? Why? And now he's going to, he'll probably will sign and get you draft picks, but nowhere near the prospects that you could have got for him. Not even close. No, absolutely not. And so you, and then you trade Melanson, which that's a good trade because you got rid of all that contract money, but you got rid of, so, so yes, win. You did the right thing there, but you should have done that and so much more. But at the same time, now you just jeopardize your chances of whatever going for it you think you're going to do because you're not a good team. Like, you've got a really hot streak. Congratulations. But now you get rid of Melanson and Dyson, which if you're going for it, and your strength is your bullpen, <laughs> now you're left with Watson, Smith, and Ronta, who is good as your top three, but they were not supposed to be your top three. You're built on having Sam Dyson, Maranta, mm-hmm. Will Smith. Um, uh, I don't even know. All five of those guys, right? Yeah, and that's them. what made you that good. Yes. So now you trade two of them away, which had control in the next year. I know Melanson had a little bit too much control, but he was actually pitching the second yeah, half. He was pi- well. he was pitching what earned him that contract. Mm-hmm. Lights out. Very good pitching, and that's why the the Braves were like, okay, we'll actually take all that money and him because he's looking. And like he said on the offseason, this is the healthiest I've ever been, and he's proven it. So what were you doing as the Giants? Get rid of the two people you could control next year, but the people that you can't control, they're going to walk. They're not going to be Giants next year. Maybe you re-sign Bumgarner, which would be a dumb thing to do for you, the Giants. <laughs> At this part of his age, the Absolutely. mileage on his arm, it would be suicide. Right. You, there's no way you'd pay for it. With his production. So, in my opinion, they had, bar none, the worst dre- deadline. And then you brought in Scooter Jeanette, which we've already said. Well, congratulations. Are you really going to get carried by... What is their... I don't even know what their team is, because they're all fantasy irrelevant. Brandon Belt. Yeah. I don't even know where he plays anymore. He was first first base left field. I'm sure he's still around that somewhere. Don't even care. Kevin Pillar. Buster Posey. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Buster Posey, which is... On his name. Yep. I don't even know this team. Uh, Brandon Crawford plays out there in shortstop, Somewhere, I guess. Yeah. Now you got Jeanette. I think. I think it's nice that Crawford bats right-handed, so at least Jeanette bats left-handed. So you got literally the same dude on both sides of the plate. <laughs> so that's kind of neat. You can really trick a team. <laughs> <That's> pretty neat. <laughs> you can trick a team. Maybe um, if you if you uh, dressed him up a certain way, the ump won't notice, and you can have that lefty-righty yeah. matchup one batter earlier. Really. Sure, and then Let's go for it. Yeah, and then you got Pablo Sandoval, who tried <laughs> to pull a Carlos Santana this year, but couldn't quite do it, and he's not quite mm-hmm. that good. Yep. What What are you thinking? Like, yeah, we can really make a run for it. Please put your lineup, your roster, against the Dodgers. You're not even going to make it out of your division. No. What is? What was that? It was a horrible deadline. They botched so much perceived value. How can a team that be that hot with all these people that for all year, every report was, we're selling, we're selling, we're selling. And then you get to the deadline and everyone's playing well and healthy. Yeah. And then you're like, nope, we're buying, baby. And then you're like... Which we said, we talked about how it could happen before the deadline. Mm -hmm. Because you talked about um, Sam Dyson or something. Yeah. And you said there could be save chances. And I said, well, hold on a second, because the big rumor is that they're not going to sell anymore. And at the time... You know, we're like, we didn't say that was really stupid because I think we both thought that really can't happen. They're going to trade those pieces. I thought there's no. They have have a professional general manager. Yeah. He's a professional. He knows what he's doing. No, he doesn't. Apparently not. You don't. I don't care what the heat is for this year. You trade them away. I don't care the heat that the Raiders took for Khalil Mack. Doesn't matter. It's already, in my opinion, a better trade. Yes. Because the Bears are just meh. You know, now, above average team, by all means. And, I mean, their defense is amazing with him on it, for sure. It is. But now, look at the Raiders just did. 
I, you get three first round picks when those come in to be drafted. Yeah. It is a better move and more to come if you need first help. round picks. Yeah, and even better trade that the Raiders didn't get any, you know, comments for is taking the written off Antonio Brown. Yeah, we're getting into absolutely. fantasy talk. We're getting we're talking about trade, but we're going down the rabbit hole. But exactly like right. trading and getting that draft capital in a lot of sports, it doesn't matter how much people hate you. Oakland took so much heat for doing that. And it wasn't dumb. It was the right move. Their team was so far away from competitive with, with Khalil Mack. Yeah. What does it matter? And with Carr's contract, that's the thing. They couldn't have rostered another contract with Khalil Mack. And they would have to play me at, like, <laughs> corner or something. Woof! <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. No, the, you Not don't want to do that. division. <laughs> Mahomes yeah. going up there. Yeah. Like, I just ate a large pizza from La Rosa's the other night. <laughs> So, like, I don't know what the Giants were thinking. <laughs> I don't know. They should just they should just sign some old older folk next year. Just just be a team of like 2012. Try to be the Detroit All-Stars. Wed Wings of like seven years ago, where yeah. they're just hanging on for dear life with like three relevant ancient players that keep them playoff relevant. Oh yeah, they're not playoff relevant. They should no. <laughs> they should just be like they should be like Canton. They should call themselves the San Francisco Cantons. And just have people that will one day be in the Hall of Fame, maybe. If you've had a 10-year career <laughs> yeah. that's successful, come to the Giants. <laughs> this is where you have your farewell tour. Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a tough rebuild out there in San Francisco. But anyways, that was a long rip. <laughs> that was a long rip. Maybe the longest All because we said Jess and Marshall was... <laughs> The number one double play, <laughs> and he's—it's not even his fault. But he should have been traded too. Justin Marger should have been traded. Tony Watson should have been traded. Sam Dyson should have been traded. Melanson should have been traded. Will Smith should have been traded. Um, whatever his name, Bumgarner should have been traded. Mm-hmm. All of you, them should. Pablo Sandoval. Everybody should have been gone. Fire sale, and then you have an amazing. When you think you're going to win a World system. Series with any of those players on your team, get it, catch it. No, what do you mean? That's so. stupid. Bumgarner at this point is a two starter on a on a World Series contender team. He's not even an ace, and that was who they were saying was. I don't know if he's a two starter. You put him on Astros like the Grinkies, like he's not Garrett Cole or Verlander. No, he's not. So, I mean, he's close to being it for the Yankees. Yes, I think you could maybe even make he's in the same tier as Cole argument. I think you lose that, but I, I it's close ish. Yeah. But basically, yeah, we agree that he's definitely not a top-tier playoff caliber ace that you can put down at this point in his career and say, we're winning every time he comes out there. Yeah. And but so if that's what you're holding your hopes on, it's not your offense. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Crazy. But anyways, Woo. so Marja is a guy that has been very good recently. I mean, he's the 23rd-ranked player, 30 innings pitched um, in the last 30 days. 2.05 ERA, 29 Ks in 39 innings, and a .85 whip. Yeah. J- just playing good. And so he's a guy that I think is excellent as a streaming option right now because yeah. he's got... Yeah, he's on a World Series team, baby. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> World Series team! So I'm, I'm just looking at him as he's got to be one of the best. I mean, Washington and Phillies isn't two super soft matchups by any means, but he's the guy I'm going to trust the most on yeah. this list that's... Uh, Obtainable. Yeah. I mean, 64% right now on CBS Sports and 41 on Yahoo. So he's yeah. pr- pretty much ownable, and I would feel comfortable streaming him right now with how hot he's been playing. And my second pick was a guy that you shouldn't feel as near as comfortable about. 
But he's on Boston now, and it's Mr. Andrew Kashner. Okay, yeah. Who yeah. has been rough. Hasn't been lights out by any means. But has had the pedigree in the past. Why not take a run with him? Especially because he's going to be up against Jake Junis at, um, with Kansas City at home. Yeah, and he's not been good. And he's not been good at all this whole season. Well, he's done a better job than I could do. Um, but <laughs> with Kansas City. And then... Um, Canning with uh, the Angels, I believe, at home for the second matchup, which Canning has had a really good season, really, for a young guy, but uh, real rocky right lately, so why not Andrew Kashner with the Red Sox? I'll take the Red Sox over the Angels and the Royals any old day. Yeah, and the matchup's definitely on point for At him. home. At so. home helps as well. Um, my guy's Vince Velasquez for my second. Also feel a lot less confident, but 14% own rate. Uh, 4.4 ERA on the season, 1.37 WHIP, which is you kind of hate to see that. Yeah. But 85 Ks in 71 innings, so he's a guy that gives you that K rate that you're kind of looking for for a streamer because it gives you a counting stat you can rely upon a little bit more mm-hmm. often. But the 4.4 uh, ERA is not abysmal. Phillies, great offense around him for all of this, and he his last two starts have both been five plus innings with uh, 3.6 ERA or less. So sure. he's not. Struggling at this particular moment, and then his matchups aren't super hard either, considering it's Arizona and San Francisco. So, right on. Well, San Francisco now, that's a uh... hot team with Jeff Shamarja. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking Velasquez at 14% own rate on Yahoo, and his uh, 40 on CBS kind of makes him an interesting option. Sure. So if you're desperate, go for him. Well... That's it. Is that all we got for the double plays? That's all I got. Well, this is where we close the section down, and I steal the show for a second and talk about closing notes, where I give you good information about a closer, and sadly, this comes much too late, for it happened earlier today, and uh, by the time you're hearing this, if you're in a good league, <laughs> it's already been resolved, and it was probably resolved three weeks ago, but Wade Davis is officially out as the closer in Colorado. Scott Oberg is now the closer, who should have been all season long, really. Probably. Um, very good season, so you should add them, but by now it's too late. So, with that somber note, we close. <laughs> the closing notes. <laughs> Have fun, guys. Make some transactions. Win that league. Get in them playoffs. Yeah, it's getting down to the crunch time point. Get rid of some of those creepers that haven't been playing very well up to this point. Don't seem to instill a lot of confidence. If you can still package them based on name, you're feeling really good. And make sure that your free agency is not full of people that look really valuable. I mean, even the people like Jorge Soler seem to be really interesting at this point where they give, they're giving you stats and their own rates kind of high but might be available in some of your leagues. Yeah. Right on. Adios. See you. Good luck out there.